Welcome to the Student Entrepreneurs in Dentistry Podcast, where you get to learn the foundational principles, concepts, and strategies of business and dentistry. Enjoy the episode. What is going on? My name is Christian Hart and I am your host. In today's episode of the SEID podcast, we host the vice president of sales for a really cool company uh, that Michael and I met over at the Voices of Dentistry conference. And his name is Tom Brown and the company is Local Med. Local Med allows patients to go online to a dental practice's website and schedule an appointment themselves without having to call in, without having to wait to confirm. And it is a really, really interesting concept and the company has reached a really high level of success recently. During this episode, we talk about the ways local med is changing the landscape of appointment scheduling and the whole process behind how patients do this without making it confusing for the practice. We touch on the main problems that practices have when it comes to scheduling and the inefficiencies that go on in a dental practice on a day-to-day basis. And we talk about how the internet and mobile devices is changing the way that really we're interacting with patients and uh, removing the barriers that patients have in order for us to make it easier for them. So with that being said, enjoy the episode. You are tuned into the Student Entrepreneurs and Dentistry Podcast. We're here, of course, with Michael Talupas. Hey, y'all. How's it going? And Tom Brown, the vice president of sales of an awesome company that we just got introduced to over the past uh, month or so, and that is Local Med. Tom, how's it going? I am doing fantastic. Really happy to be here, guys. Yeah, and um, we ran into each other and then kind of got to know each other's story over the Voices of Dentistry Conference. Once again, shout out to uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. <laughs> And uh, and the Voices Conference for making so many great connections over the years. Um, But you and and your um, colleague, Vanessa, we we ran into over, uh, who is also local med. And and, um, just kind of hearing about your story and and about this company that I wasn't too familiar with. But after uh, after the conference and after kind of, you know, researching a little bit and seeing um, what you all are capable of, I'm starting to realize that a lot more. Um, offices and doctors that I'm familiar with are are using this service and getting the value from it. So I really just wanted to bring you on, of course, to kind of let us know what this whole world is like and uh, and how we can possibly implement this in the future. Fantastic. Um, you're right. It, it did start uh, about seven, eight years ago, but we really haven't been proactively marketing local med. Um, it's only been the last two and a half years. And so it's it's been the growth has been pretty extreme. Uh, two years ago, we had about 300 uh, providers on the platform, and now we're up over 6,500. Um, and the reason for that is we're doing something that nobody else in the dental space is doing. And that is we're actually allowing patients to book an appointment into a practice's practice management system, and it actually writes it in there just like a patient, front desk person would have put it in there. There's a lot of um, request systems out there uh, that you'll fill out a form, you'll send some information into the practice, and then that's where the back and forth begins. Um, We're we're a lot different from that. 
everybody's doing everything online. And I know, especially your students, um, I know because I have a couple of kids in their 20s. And if I call them, they don't answer my phone call. But if I text <laughs> them, I hear back from them immediately. So uh, the world is changing. Everybody's doing everything online now. They're booking flights, getting dinner reservations, buying groceries, requesting rides with Uber and Lyft. Um, they're even finding dates online. Um, they want to book their dental appointment online too. And so that's what makes us different from everybody else that's in the marketplace. And the reason why it's so important is because convenience is the number one factor when new patients actually look for a new dentist. They want to know how easy it is to deal with them. So that's that's kind of like a, a, a snapshot of what we do. Um, I, I can go into the story of how we were created, and that's kind of an interesting one for, for students as well, if you'd like to hear it. Absolutely. Go for it. So um, our, our, our CEO sold a company probably a few years before starting this one. And he was not independently wealthy, at least not before he sold the company. And he decided, you know what, I'm just going to go off the face of the earth. He bought a fishing boat and he was gone for three years with his wife and infant son. And he comes back and he's looking for something to do. He doesn't have to work, but he's looking for a mission. And a friend of his had, they had um, a situation where he had cancer and it was taking eight to 10 hours a week, not to go to the appointments, but to actually just book them. And so that's how he found his mission. So he actually found a, a, a couple of students from Louisiana State University, LSU, down in Baton Rouge, that were trying to do this scheduling thing. And so he got involved with it, actually backed it financially, and now he's been you know, day-to-day -day, um, managing the operations and technical aspect of the company. And the goal, the mission of Local Med is to make it easy for a patient to connect with their healthcare provider. For the first probably six months or so, he was trying to do that in the medical space. And the reason why we jumped over to dental was there were too many backend systems in medical to actually prove the concept out. So we started in medical. It took about three and a half years to build out the integrations with the major practice management systems. Uh, the Dentrixes, the EagleSoft, Open Dental, Dolphin, um, OrthoTrack, and a number of others. But once we got them built out, um, now we can actually put an appointment in the practice management system just like a front desk person would do it. As a matter of fact, sometimes the front desk will actually use our scheduling widget on the website because it's easier than going through all the steps from the practice management system. <laughs> so kind of wild there. Right. And I think it's a, an important distinction to make, too, like the difference between a request service and a true, genuine scheduling service. Because I know, you know, there's a few places where I've looked online, you know, for my own personal health care, it's, you know, request an appointment versus schedule an appointment. So can you talk a little bit how that works and how kind of how a request service, you might have two, three people requesting the same date, thinking they got the same date versus like a hard schedule in the books? Definitely. So the traditional online scheduling solution in a dental place, as a matter of fact, unless you have local med, you have some version of this. Uh, the patient will find you on your website. They'll see this, the, the request an appointment button, and they'll fill out some information. What happens at that point is 
that information will be sent in some type of a communication, usually an email, to the office, and now the office actually has to open that email and decide what to do with it. Now, depending on what the form looks like, sometimes those forms can look exactly like booking an appointment. And the reality is the closer it looks to booking an appointment, the worse it is, because then the patient really feels like they've already they've already gotten a the time, they've, they've made their plans around going to the dentist, they, they might have a, a spouse that's taking a child to the dentist, and now they've worked their schedule around it. When really all, all that's happened is the email is sent to the front desk. Now let's say that happened at, uh, you know, after work hours, which a lot of times it does. I think one of the survey companies says 41% of the time that request will be, will come when the practice is closed. So now you've got a lot of time before somebody even gets to that email. And once they open that email, let's say they've chosen a time and it's 10 o'clock. Well, two or three other people might have already chosen that time. So now they've got to go back and get in touch with that person. That's difficult in and of itself because the average number of times to get back in touch with that patient is somewhere around five. So now you're making a bunch of telephone calls, you're making emails to a, a potential patient, and when you do get a hold of them in many cases, you don't even have the time available that they thought that they would be able to book in. The difference with local med is once they click on that schedule online button and they fill out the form, our form actually brings them to a page where they'll get an email from the practice asking them to confirm their email. Once they confirm their email, all of the appointment information is written into the practice management system right on the spot. So it happens in real time, just like booking a flight. Talk Huge. about and, 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 and talk about and you mentioned integrating into the practice management software systems and that's kind of what took um, you know, somewhat uh, a lot of work and things like that. And of course, you just mentioned how it's scheduled right into the management system. So, kind of explain to us how that actually works for the practice because I'm just trying to think in terms of like how do they restrict or organize how long their appointments to be, um, in, in terms of you know the procedure that the patient is requesting or things like, like that, if you're understanding my question. Definitely. And that's one of the nicest things about it. it in, in some of the request systems we we're talking about, even just to do a request, they have to block off times um, for that requesting system and you can still get double bookings. With local med, we have a 15-minute conversation with whoever at the practice knows the scheduling rules the best. We'll take down those rules, then we'll go back and our technical team will take between 24 and 48 hours to customize our, our local med solution around those unique scheduling rules at your practice. So whatever you've told us and whatever you are doing currently, we're not asking you to change anything. We're just automating what's what you're already doing at the front desk. So an example is if your new patient hygiene appointments are 45 minutes long and they, sh and they sit in a certain chair and these operatories are involved, that's what's going to happen when they schedule the appointment. It'll be just as though somebody put the appointment in from the front desk because you've given us those scheduling rules. So we're not asking you to do anything different. And the only investment of time even to get it up and running, um, after we do that 24 to 48 hours where we're customizing, 
we have another 10 to 15 minute phone call with that same person to make sure we got it done correctly. And then we even put in a test appointment. At that point, we'll send you the widget codes, which can then be put up on your website. That's a four or five minute task for your web, uh, web provider. I, I know that because I used to work for a dental website company. Um, but then you're up and running. And it's really seamless. The, the practice really doesn't have to use local med or know what's going on in local med because we're already integrated into the practice management system. And the way they'll work with local med is actually through the practice management system. That makes sense. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really cool because, you know, like I said, my mind just kind of went to, okay, well, how long does, does it know to schedule it? And you explained it. Um, really, really well. So yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense and it's so useful. I can only imagine, you know, um, <laughs> you know, I, I always tell people this. I remember, um, like, you know, back in the day, quote unquote, uh, where you had to like, you know, memorize people's telephone, uh, telephone numbers and, um, you know, to their house and things like that. And, uh, you know, you had a phone book and you would have to look through the phone book and like, you know, oh, okay, there's their house and then, you know, dial it or memorize it. And, you know, it just made so much more sense to have it stored somewhere, <laughs> you know? And so that's yeah. kind of what my mind to my mind moves to with this. Is it makes so much more sense for somebody to schedule their appointment online, you know? I mean, yeah, I've, I've said it on here before. I've, I've mentioned the place where I get my haircut in Chapel Hill. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I certainly pay more money than I would probably like to, but I keep going there because they let me schedule it online and they're the only ones that'll let me do that. It's, it's such a silly thing, but like you said, Christian, it makes so much sense. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, it, it can sway, I guess, easily manipulated people like me to go online and make their appointments. So, well, think about everything we're doing in our lives. So much of it is convenience based. Um, you know, if you're, you, you, how often do you use Uber or Lyft now versus calling a taxi or taxi right. ride? it's just been made so much easier. And, and that's really what local meds focus was, is how do we make it easy for the patients to book an appointment with a dental practice that they want to book with? And that's been the focus of what we're doing. And we also want to make it easy for the practice itself as well. But another way we do that is we're not just booking from their website. Our widget can be put anywhere the practice owns or controls its online presence. So your Google business page, your Facebook page, your Instagram page. Um, and we have a number of partners, exclusive partners that we work with. Um, as a matter of fact, the announcement just came out, I think it was yesterday, uh, that Humana and Local Med have partnered and we're the exclusive partner for online scheduling from Humana's directory. So mm. if you're a Local Med customer, the widget will be on Humana's directory. It's already on United Concordia and a few other um, insurance companies. Um, and as a matter of fact, uh, Invisalign uses our technology in their uh, client concierge call center. Um, so they they market directly to the consumer and the consumer calls in, they vet them out. And now they can put an appointment directly into the practices, practice management system from their call center. So, so, so go into that a little bit more when you say it's directly integrated into like say the Instagram, the Facebook, things like that. So how does that work when somebody would go on to say, you know, my dental practices website or Facebook page in a couple of years when they go on there and they click, Oh, I can schedule an appointment and they click that button. So it would direct them pretty much through you all software to our practice management 
um, scheduler. Is that right? Yeah, that's actually exactly right. There is a place on Facebook where you know you can put our button, and a lot of people are using this for ads and click funnels. Um, any of the marketing that you're doing, it's really we're not a marketing company, uh, but we close the loop on the marketing for your practice. Um, think of it like this. Um, I don't know if you've ever bought anything on Amazon, but think about Amazon without a shopping cart. That's kind of what a dental practice is. Nobody wants to, you don't want to put a request in to buy something or to book an appointment. You want it just to happen. And so that's what local med does. It actually, whether it's on your Facebook page and that's a button or even on your Google business page, um, there's a place where it says appointments on your Google business page our widget can be put right there. So they don't even have to go anywhere else to do this. Do, you, nice all, do you all have the function where you can like, um, like swipe up in the Instagram stories? That would be awesome. <laughs> and I'm not sure, but I've just written that down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I, was, I was just thinking of that, you know, Instagram has a function um, where I guess if you're a business uh, or something like that on Instagram, your stories can have a functionality where um, the call to action is to swipe up and, you know, the the customer swipes up and gets funneled to the, you know, whatever, you know, the page where they can select items or or um, explore the website, learn more, whatever. So, yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. So I, I'll be showing my age a little bit more, but I'm I'm not on Instagram, um, but I know we've recently integrated with that, and that's probably exactly how it is used on Instagram. I know on Facebook it's a button, and I know on the Google Business page it's a button, and the same thing is true for pretty much everywhere we have it. But I'm not personally familiar with Instagram, so I apologize for that. I'll definitely find that out, though. Gotcha, gotcha. No worries at all. Um, so kind of explore or educate us how – the internet and specifically the mobile device has changed how people schedule because, you know, we were just kind of testing a little bit, but the landscape has really changed now. And so how do you feel like it's going to continue over the next however many years when a lot of people listen to this podcast will be in private practice and be um, towards that path of practice ownership? How do you, how do you feel like the internet and the mobile device will, will even further disrupt um, what we're used to now or, or what our patients are used to now? It, it, it really, everything is moving towards um, fingertip convenience. You have to be able to do things on your mobile phone. I, I was at a different company, like I said, a dental website company. And seven years ago, you know, we came out with mobile friendly websites. And that was a big deal seven years ago because um, a lot of them weren't, that way. Um, everything in the future is going to be what's at your fingertips and the ability to not just book appointments, but to pretty much do anything that you want to do um, with whatever services you want to want to be involved with. You're going to have to be able to do right at your fingertips. So the mobile phone, um, you probably see some 3D applications and 4D applications. So it's just going to continue to go in that way. So as as your students come out of school, you guys are entering a great time because you can really have access to just about everything at your fingertips. You don't have to go to the library to learn it. You can go to Google. 
Um, and that's what people are expecting now. They're not expecting to have to do a lot of research to get information. You know, you just ask a question and Siri answers you. <laughs> um, but that's only going to continue. And the sooner that the, the sooner that everybody embraces that, uh, the better it's going to be because that's what the consumers want. They're not interested in, in many cases in getting on the phone and having a, an eight to 10 minute conversation. Uh, they want to book an appointment. And then when they come in, they want to be treated like a VIP. Um, they don't want to come in and the person at the front desk um, is busy trying to get a hold of somebody else who might end up getting an appointment. They want to be treated, you know, as that very important person while they're in the office. Um, I, I think things are going to go even more virtual as we move forward. But I think that's going to happen in every industry. It just seems like in dental sometimes in, in healthcare, but dental especially, where things take a little bit longer um, to, to kind of reach the general populace. So hopefully we can move that along a little bit quicker. For sure. And so like, you know, a lot of us get kind of on that same note, a lot of these people, especially Christians in I's class specifically, got to graduate in May. So for, for all those people kind of heading out within the next few months, whether, you know, they start an associate, then transition to, to uh, practice ownership, or, you know, if they're going to do a fresh start, um, do you all have clients that are kind of startup practices? Are they uh, multiple uh, partner practices? Are they single doctors? Or how did like what is um, I guess who who have y'all been able to see benefit from from your services? It, it really goes across the board, uh, but specifically to to a dental startup, um, a great person, a great group um, would be um, Ashley Hobes, Doctor Ashley Hobes, and Michael Arias uh, does a lot with ground marketing, and they did a whole. Um, case study on the making of a dental startup um, that I would recommend that all of your listeners go back and watch because she talks about every detail in how she started up her dental practice. Um, everything, they're buying equipment, buying furniture, um, and all of the details of the, what technology she's using, um, how to market it. Uh, she actually started with local med five weeks before her practice opened. And she already had 55 new patients with booked appointments when she opened her doors. Um, and she wasn't even open yet and didn't even have a front desk person. So she'd be a great person to follow. Um, as you guys both know, a shout out to the, the DSN and the Dental Success Summit that's coming up. There's some people that are really helpful in the dental space um, in different avenues and, and how to run a business. I would definitely recommend the DSN um, from a marketing perspective, click through funnels, Facebook ads, um, uh, another shout out to Anissa Holmes and, and her delivering wow. Um, but they've really helped a lot of a lot of new doctors figure it out and figure it out right away. So they're not um, taking long periods of time, uh, years, and as, as a matter of fact, um, to become successful. I th another doctor that... Um, uses our local med service. Dr. Shana Holman um, was over a million dollar practice in her first year. And she did that using mentors and, and really getting to know them and taking their advice. Um, and I would recommend that to any student um, coming out of school, um, whether you're going to start your practice or not right away and own it right away, um, 
to really learn from what they've already done so you're not starting from scratch. You always want to put your own stamp on it, um, but you don't need to make all the same mistakes that everybody has made. Um, so it's definitely worth investing in a mentor and some of these groups to help you out. Yeah. And, you know, again, I'm, I'm trying to think back in terms of, you know, if I were the practice owner, if I were the person getting to getting into this um, ownership opportunity and, and implementing this software, like how would it go about? And so what are the main scheduling issues when a doctor calls you guys up and schedules a consultation and says, you know, hey, I heard of you all service. I'm ready to, you know, get something going. How do you all see their, um, I guess, their mindset or their level of understanding in terms of um, scheduling issues? And what are the real problems that you all come across uh, from from practices? So I look at that from a, a standpoint of objections first. Um, somebody raises their hand because they've heard about us through a number of different avenues, maybe even this podcast. Um, so they're learning a little bit about it. And when they call in, they, they are very skeptical. And one of the things that they're most skeptical about is and the most nervous about is this is their schedule so they'll say wow i don't want somebody booking an appointment with me at five o'clock on a friday um and that's obviously not something that would ever happen because we're following the exact scheduling rules think about it like this um when you when you flew the last time and booked a flight online um you didn't demand that a flight left at 2 30 on friday and you had seat 8a you went in and you looked at the airline's inventory of flights and what seats were available, but make no mistake about it, you were following their schedule. And in the same way, uh, the patients are following that practice's schedule. So, but that's that's one of the biggest objections we get. Another one is that our our scheduling is too unique; it's too complex. Um, I got to tell you, we've you know we've got over sixty five hundred um, providers on it. We've pretty much seen it all. Um, that's not really an issue for us. Um, some of the other, some of the other, uh, thought processes are, or objections would be, wow, we don't really want them booking online because we want to have that personal touch with them. And we feel that if they call or even if they have a request system, we have to call and get in touch with them. Um, I, I, I have to imagine if I were to throw that back to both of you, knowing that <laughs> I was already sitting here kind of thinking in my head, I was like, oh, I don't think I'd be too upset. <laughs> <laughs> what I always say to them is, Hey, do you really miss talking to the United airlines rep booking your flight? <laughs> no. Right. Again, it, it's, it's really just an education process uh, as to what we're doing. Um, some of the other, you know, things that'll come up will be, um, you know, how do you get people to come to our website? How do you get people to come to Facebook? Um, we're not a marketing company, so that's not what we do. Um, you should either be doing that yourself or hire a marketing company, and I would recommend that you do, to, you know, to do the SEO for you. So your, your practice and your uh, listings are coming up at the top of those searches. Uh, the key thing is, is once they do, just like most people, you're going to find two or three. And now who's the most convenient to, to work with? I mean, the reality is right now, it's a huge convenience and it's a huge advantage from a competitive standpoint to have local med 
over your over your competitors that don't have it because you are just way more convenient and easy to deal with, especially from a new patient perspective where all of the appointments need to be booked for the first time. Um, but honestly, in the future, this is going to be a must-have, like having a website. I, I I told you like seven years ago, you know, we came out with a mobile-friendly website. We were still dealing with probably 30 to 35% of the websites we sold were to dental practices that didn't have a website. And so now, I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to to find a, a dental practice that does not have a website, right? Right, right. That's really what's going to happen in the future. You're not going to be able to compete as a dental practice if the guy down the street, the dental practice down the street has online scheduling and you can just book it whenever you want in your pajamas, two in the morning, on a bus, on your phone. And the other one, you just put in a message, you got to wait for somebody to get back to you. I mean, Amazon wouldn't be Amazon if it didn't have the shopping cart. Yeah. Right. And so kind of... Um one thing I was thinking about too, and y'all might not have the numbers on this, but kind of, I know it it depends on so many different things, so many different categories. But do you all know, like, say, you know, an office using local med, like what percentage of patients they schedule using local med, say, versus over the phone or in office after the last appointment? Do you have any idea? We actually don't. And here's why. Um, practices are different. I will tell you that about 90% of all the practices that we've signed up will only start with their new, they'll only start with their hygiene appointments and their emergency appointments because that's where most of the new, um, the new patients come from. Right. But once they get familiar with it, then they're starting to add more appointment types. The other piece of it is uh, uh, they don't put their whole schedule online. And so it's really hard to get a, I get see. a great example. I mean, the more that's available, the more types of appointments and the more times that are available that they make available, the more appointments are going to be booked online. Um, we do know that 72% as of right now uh, of all the patients that book through local med are new patients and 28% of them are returning patients. And that kind of makes sense because a lot of the times when a person walks out of the dental practice, they're booking their next cleaning or their next um, appointment for, you know, what's what's next on their case. Um, some of them don't. One of the nicer things about local med also is most, co most companies, most practices out there are using a recalls and reminders um, third party. And if they're sending emails or texts, you can embed our widget right with that email. So think of the benefit there. Instead of just getting an email reminding you that, hey, you have to book an appointment, and let's say you saw that at 7 o'clock at night, oh, you know what, i got to call them tomorrow when they're open. Well, then real life happens, and they're at work, and they're busy, and then they forget. But if at 7 o'clock they got that email, and they, all they had to do was click a button within that email, and they could automatically see their schedule, you'd have a lot more appointments being booked. And it's, it's one of the biggest reasons why an average website will convert about three to 4% of its unique traffic to a booked appointment. When you add local med, that jumps to six or 7%, uh, which is a 35 to 70% increase um, in the number of appointments that are gonna be booked based on the unique traffic coming to your website. So it, it's a huge reason why the average return on investment right now for across all of our uh, local med customers is at 33 to one. So really kind of a no-brainer from a financial standpoint 
um, to do that. And the other nice thing is there's not a huge investment because uh, we don't sign you up for a year, two years, three years. It's a month to month deal. And the reason we do that is once people sign up with LocalMed, they don't leave because it's doing uh, what we said it would do and what they wanted to do. But if anybody wants to, they can. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's such a great point because, you know, I can imagine that somebody could have the service all they want. It's just like, you know, a dental service. If you're, if you've learned how to do, you know, simple ortho or um, Invisalign or whatever at your practice, but nobody knows that you do it, then nobody's going to ask you to do it unless they just happen upon it, you know? And it's the same kind of thing um, with this service with local medicine scheduling online. If nobody knows that, that you can schedule online at your dental practice if you don't market it, if you don't tell people about it, if you don't advertise that, hey, you know, this is a convenience where we're presenting for you all, then really nobody's going to get the usage out of it. And so I can imagine that at a lot of different practices it differs. It probably differs based on, on how successful the practice is, honestly. You know, if, if they're marketing, if they're advertising, um, then people are going to know about the things that they want them to know about. And like you said, if it's convenient, then the patients are going to use it. It, it most definitely is, and it and the successful practice is going to be marketing to you know the their their profile, their clientele that they're wanting to see. And the key thing is is that hey, once you get people to come in and and they're they're going to make a decision, don't call them back in two or three days to see if they still want to make that decision. I and I have a of a sales and marketing background, and when somebody's ready to buy, you make it easy for them to buy. If they're wanting to come to see the dentist, um, which is almost uh, an oxymoron, no offense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, let's talk about that for a minute. You know, when you wake up in the morning, let's face it, your patients in most cases are not excited to go see the dentist. They There's going to be some level of discomfort, you know, perhaps. Um, it's, it's something that they have to do. Um, so guess what? If, if there's a barrier in front of them coming in, or there's some type of an excuse that they can use, they're going to find it. So typical example is, hey, I, my tooth hurts today. Man, I haven't seen the dentist in a while. I'm, I'm going to book an appointment now. So I go to book an appointment and I, I get online and there's a request button. I fill in the information and I tell them to get back to me. And then it's two days later before somebody gets back to me my tooth doesn't hurt anymore. You know, so, <laughs> hey, in my mind, I don't need to see the dentist anymore. Now, you guys know that's wrong. I know that's wrong because I'm in the dental space now, but the average consumer may not. And now all of a sudden you don't have somebody, you know, coming in to check out your teeth because it's probably a bigger issue and they need to come and see the dentist. So you got to strike while the, while the iron is hot. And this allows you to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of, like um like no shows or things like that. Do you think that local med probably helps with with that um, uh, problem that dentists are having with patients not showing up to their appointment because maybe the patient feels like they're in control of when they scheduled it. So um you know maybe that it was more convenient for them. They're more available during that time in terms of not in terms of showing up on time and not not showing. <laughs> Actually, I'm really happy you brought that up because that is one of the other objections we get is that, um, you know, people will think that, hey, I booked this online. I'm not as likely to show up. And I've had people say that. And to be honest, that's just a myth. So think about 
why people no show, whatever they're no showing at, right? So I, I use this kind of as a, as a story. I said, hey, uh, I I ended up booking um, uh, or getting reservations for dinner for my wife and I at a steak place. Um, it was our anniversary or whatever. So she comes home and she says, oh, wow, that was really nice of you to do that. But I just had steak yesterday with a client. Is there any way we can go to, you know, an Italian restaurant? So is my answer going to be no, because I talked to Joanne, you know, the hostess, and I don't want to let her down. <laughs> it's just going <laughs> to happen. I, I, so the reason people no show, there's a myriad of reasons and there will always be no shows. Local med, whenever we've, we've done multiple case studies and the no show rate is always, even if it's just slightly below, it's slightly below or like significantly below. And here's why. You're still going to have no-shows because things are going to happen. Things are going to come up with in people's lives. But the reason why ours are less is we're eliminating one of the reasons for a no-show. And that reason is this. You call a dental practice and you say, hey, I've got, a, I've got two kids. I've got to get them into the dental practice. Uh, see a dentist before they start school. Um, can I have Wednesday at 10 o'clock and Wednesday at 11 o'clock? Can I do them back to back? Front desk starts looking. They go, well, no, um, we can't do that on Wednesday. What about Thursday at 9 and 10? I'm like, oh, you know what? I don't know if that'll work for me. It might work for me. You know what? Do you have anything on Monday? And that goes back and forth. And then finally I say, you know what? I need to get them in. Let's just pick the Thursday from 9 to 10. I'll talk to my wife and see if she can take them in. And guess what happens? I talk to my wife. My wife says, come on, you know I was traveling. I can't do it that day. That doesn't happen with local med because I'm looking at what's available on the doctor's schedule and I'm looking at my own schedule along with my wife's schedule and I'm going to pick the appointment that works best for me, just like I would booking a flight. And that eliminates the possibility that I've picked a bad time for myself. So you're always going to have no shows, but it's going to be less through local med because you're going to have eliminated a couple of the reasons why uh, there are no shows to begin with. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And so, um, for somebody who's like trying to get involved, like you said, trying to start up and, you know, a lot of these questions they're asking themselves, um, they've kind of made it over that hurdle. How can somebody get involved with using local med in their office? Um, you can just give us a call, uh, 888-203-7531. Um, and just ask for a demo or you can go online to www.localmed.com slash dentists, plural. Um, and request a demo. Um, I'll tell you something that's really interesting. I've been in a number of different industries, but when we talk to uh, a dental practice and the person making the decision, which is usually the doctor, and they see our platform, usually from a sales perspective, if you're closing 15 to 20% on whatever product you have, when somebody says they're interested, you're doing pretty well. Um, over 75% of the doctors that look at our demo and see how easy it is to use and how it'll help their practice, they end up purchasing within the next 60 days. And that's over 75% of them. So for anybody listening to this, just call in. It's a free demo. We can do it online in six to 10 minutes, um, and then you'll be educated and one of the key things to always remember is when you're looking at the systems, because there'll be other people 
that are saying they're doing online scheduling, the key question to ask is, do you write the appointment into my practice management system? Or does something else have to happen manually? If they're not doing that, then it's not online scheduling, it's you're sending an email. Um, and that opens up the possibility for uh, double bookings and unhappy patients. So that's really the key to that. Awesome. Awesome stuff. So uh, we're wrapping up here. Really appreciate you uh, coming on and and giving us some insight into local med and uh, awesome things that you can do with online scheduling and just scheduling in general, of course. Um, but uh, we did want to ask one unique question, unique to uh, to this company, because you all have a little mascot. And <laughs> you carry yeah. around this thing. We we saw him. We were all out of yeah, dinner. Yeah, met him ourselves. He's at the bar. Right, yeah. He was he was at the bar and we were all out at dinner over at Voices and and um Vanessa was telling us a little bit about it and you as well. So kinda of tell us about this mascot and, and, and the whole story behind that. So I, I, I could start by asking you guys a question, Michael and Christian. Would you have remembered me and Vanessa without <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I guess we'll never know. We'll never know. Exactly. So that came about um because when we were starting to get involved with the, the Mark Costas's, the Anissa Holmes, Elijah Desmond's, it was dentistry actually becoming more fun. Um, and they make it fun for everybody. And so we were like, hey, we want to be involved in this. I had seen a five foot toothbrush at the Midwinter show a couple of years ago and saw how everybody was attracted to this and wanted to take a picture with it. We're like, you know what? We need to have a mascot here. And I, I credit Vanessa with coming up with the idea of Ghost, the goat, because uh, I didn't agree with it at first because I'm a Cubs fan. and That's <laughs> bad juju. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it has really taken off. And, and we did name him Ghost uh, for Get Online Scheduling Today. Um, but you see him at all the conferences. Uh, we've got pictures of probably, I don't know, several hundred, probably up to four or five hundred doctors either – with pictures with him, kissing him, dancing with him, break dancing with him, hugging him. Um, but he has definitely become the, the, a celebrity in his own right. So, you know, be on the lookout for Ghost the Goat because he's going to be about to head on a world tour here. We're going to be in um, we're going to be in Toronto, Jamaica, Cuba, the Bahamas, Fort Lauderdale, um, Arizona and all in the next probably five or six weeks. So you're going to see a lot of him on all the on all the Facebook groups. So, but he's also a party animal. So as you guys know, he likes to have fun. Doesn't doesn't mind. Doesn't shy away from a cocktail or two. For sure. Yeah, that's that's really cool. And like you said, I guess I guess you're right. When you have something as odd as a goat walking around, <laughs> just in general, people tend to remember you a lot better, right? <laughs> they absolutely do. So remember that when you start your practices, that you want to do something fun and relatable to your clientele. And it might seem over the top cheesy or goofy. Um, and, and it is. And so don't try to hide the fact that it's over the top cheesy or goofy, really kind of sell that aspect of it. Cause come on, we've, we've got a mascot, a goat, but he, we actually have business cards for him. He is actually our social media ambassador. So he is an employee. <laughs> so <laughs> just run with it and people will have fun with it. And it, really shows a lot about your own practices or our company's personality. Uh, we like to have fun, uh, but we do that. And we do that by taking care of our customers first. 
um, but then also making it fun to deal with us. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that too. You didn't mind a goat sitting on our dinner table. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. That was, that was pretty fun stuff. Um, so Tom, once again, thank you for, for coming on to the podcast. We have one last question that we'd like to ask all of our guests that uh, is relevant to dental students. And so, uh, of course, you know, you've, you've worked with tons of dentists and tons of practices and you've seen kind of where the um, consumer mentality is shifting. And so if you could offer a dental student advice at three different stages of their dental school career, what would that advice be? And the stages are the very first day of dental school, right when you get into clinic, and then the day after you graduate. What advice would you offer to those three people? Wow, putting me on the spot here. (laughs) Okay, so the first thing I would say is your first day of school, um, be open and and maybe even do exercises, you know, mental exercises that prepare you for just a whole new learning experience, right? And a big part of that is get to know your your peers. Because when you get out of school, the more connections and the bigger network that you built while you were at school, those are people you can call on later. Um, when you're in your clinic and you've, you've bought your own practice or started your own practice, um, and these are going to be your friends for life. And they're going to be people that you run into at these different conferences. So on the first day, be mentally, emotionally prepared um, to experience that and to create new relationships. Um, as far as the first day you get into clinic? Yep. You have to actually, you really have to focus your attention on being the best you can be from a clinical standpoint. Um, you know, from, from a local med standpoint, we, 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 have a, we have a brand that we kind of put out there that it, it starts with, okay, when people think of us, you want to think of good people first. But really, very closely after that is, you got to, we have to have a reliable product. And so think about that from the dentist's perspective. Hey, first is good people. You're creating that relationship, but now you've got to be that product, that service. So really become the best dentist that you can be um, with all the different nuances. Uh, listen to podcasts. Uh, don't just go to CE classes when you get out of school uh, to get your CE classes, but really spend that time to learn and really pick uh, your professors or your instructor's brains uh, to become the best that you can be because that's going to be the foundation for your reputation. Um, On the first day you graduate, remember that, and this is hard to say, but remember that, that even though you're the best dentist, the best dentist can be an unsuccessful business person if they don't recognize that there are other aspects to running a business and very importantly, is running a business. So be the best dentist uh, that you can be, for sure, but decide whether or not for yourself, whether you're really into the marketing and the business aspect of it. If it's something you enjoy doing and you're passionate about, then by all means, be involved in that. But if it's not, hire somebody to do that for you, whether that's an in-house person or you go through a third party. But don't spend your life doing things that you're not passionate about because you tend not to do them very well. 
and understand that the product does not sell itself. I talk to a lot of dentists. Beyond that, I talk to a lot of technical people. Um, our company itself, um, we built a great product, but it does not sell itself. Um, I know because for the year, first year after our company built it, they did not hire anybody to do sales and marketing. They waited and when it didn't grow, then they hired me to kind of put together the sales and marketing team. So in the first five years, three and a half years, I think was spent building it, building it out. The next year and a half, they got 300 people to be on the, or 300 doctors to be on the platform. And in the last two years with sales and marketing, we've gotten over 6,500. So it is the best product on the marketplace, no question, hands down, but it doesn't sell itself. The same is true for dentistry. You can be the absolute best dentist, but if you don't tell people about it and hire somebody or do the marketing yourself and let everybody know how great you are, um, you're not going to be as successful as you could be. So first day after graduation, make sure you know what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. Play to your strengths um, and hire people, really good people around you that can prop up those weaknesses. Awesome. Awesome, awesome advice. Well, Tom, we really appreciate it. We uh, we hope we run into each other again, maybe at some conferences down the road. And and it was Absolutely. obviously uh, fun getting to know you guys, and it was fun talking. So uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot, Michael and Christian. Really appreciate the time here. Um, and and looking forward to seeing you guys again. Who knows? Maybe even at the DSN or traveling this next month. All right. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Thanks. And that was Tom Brown of Local Med, awesome, awesome scheduling company, uh, making it easy for patients to schedule online. And like I said during the interview, it just makes so much more sense uh, to have this service to patients because it seems like everywhere else in the world is happening seamlessly. So I don't know why it can't happen in dentistry, right? Yeah, I was going to say the same exact thing. That was, you know, as we were closing up there, I was at the exact words were my head. It just it makes sense, and then, I mean. I don't know if it's laziness or, or you know, the millennial generation, but I, I, mean, I would use it if I was not the dental profession and looking to make an appointment. And so it's definitely something I'm going to be looking into here in the future as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. And, and I can only imagine, you know, if, if patients knew about it, then, you know, they would think the same thing. And so, um, yeah, like you said, definitely, definitely going to be looking, looking at that in the future. So. Thank you all so much for listening. We really, really, really appreciate you all's uh, attention every week here on the SCID podcast. And uh, thanks to all the listeners uh, who are enjoying the show and, and letting us know about it. So obviously, please head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us some five-star review uh, to uh, shoot us up on the ratings and help us uh, get heard about. So thanks again. We'll talk to you next time.